What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Data Up, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening today. My guest has used his music to not only transform transform his own life, but the lives of others. He's had a rough upbringing, and I want him to kind of share his testimony with you. But he has he's a changed man, and he owes his transformation to the Lord. His music is impacting so many. And when I came across, you know, your music and his testimony. I knew he was someone that I needed to have on my show because I know he can inspire my listeners. I am honored to have Dylan Loving on Dad Up. Welcome to the show, Dylan. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. I'm uh, I'm honored to be on the show. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So for my listeners who may not know exactly who you are, can you tell me a little bit about your story, kind of your testimony, as I said? And then also, you know, this is a, this is a Dad Up podcast, but also about your family, how many kids you have. Sure. So, uh... I'm married to my beautiful wife, Emily, and we have two kids, Joanna and Micah, and Joanna is a little over a year and a half, and Micah is about two and a half months old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and uh, but I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. Both of my parents were drug addicts, so I grew up in a lot of different crack houses and trap houses and grew up in the streets, you know, bounced around a lot, moved around a lot, ended up in foster care when I was 13. You know, I started using drugs at 12 years old. I was smoking crack with my dad. You know, I was uh, shooting heroin and stuff and, you know, doing meth, uh, pain pills, drinking, smoking weed, just everything you could think of, man. And uh, in and out of juvie jail, penitentiary, homeless on the streets. I was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and drug-induced psychosis. I've been to psych wards and stuff and just really lost without the Lord, man. And in 2014... I picked up a Bible and I just started reading that thing, man. And the Lord just began speaking to my heart and just showing me that, that I'm his, you know, and that he's called me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. <laughs> and um, so 2017, I had a bit of a slip up and um, well, it was a backslide. And, you know, I was laying on my mom's couch, man. And I was praying like, Lord, I know what it is to live for you. I know the peace and the joy that comes from you and you alone. And just kind of praying, man, asking the Lord to help pull me out of this pit that I was in, and he did. And my song, The Lord is the Boss, went viral on Facebook. And I think it's had over 100 million views throughout all social media now. Wow. And, um, yeah, man, it's the Lord really blessed it. And um, so that really pulled me out of a, a really dark place, man. And um, But I ended up going to prison afterwards, and I got indicted on a three-year sentence for old charges that were before I even before the video ever went viral mm. and so um anyway I got out of prison I got married and I got kids and I got a ministry God has just been blessing us left and right man oh that's crazy um that's you know you have quite a story do you think that you're that the impact that prison had or, or or that you know kind of going to jail and spending the time that you that you did with drugs and all that do you think that impacted the change in your life or do you think it was more about um you know you picking up the bible that one day well the drugs had a huge role in it because it brought me to a place where i needed the lord you know i needed him and you know a lot of times we go through our life thinking that we don't need god we have everything we need but you know i lost my brother at 17 
my sister died uh, a month later from fentanyl and cocaine overdose. And that actually drew me closer to God because I said, you know, they both died unexpectedly and it could happen to me. It could happen to any of us. And I just kind of set a fire in me to like try to reach as many people as possible with the gospel of Jesus Christ, because I don't want anyone going to hell. Because like I said, you know, I've been in those psych wards. And so I know what it is to be tormented by demons. Uh, They said I was a paranoid schizophrenic. I was seeing demons. I was hearing them. I was talking with them. And so I know that in hell, it's just going to be a thousand times worse than that. And I don't want anyone to experience that, man. And so, you know, the drugs and, you know, my brother and my sister Diane just kind of gave me a reality check, you know, that tomorrow isn't promised and that we need to get this message out so that people know Jesus Christ, man. You know, my dad just died seven months ago from a heroin overdose. And so it's just been, you know, it's just been uh, just amplified, man, the urgency on my heart to just to just share the gospel. So, yeah, the drugs definitely had a big role in it, man. God uses what, what the enemy uses to harm us. God has a has a way of always turning it around for his glory. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. First, I'm sorry for the things that you went through, but it sounds like those those things were for a reason because it's led you to where you are today. But I'm also sorry that, you know, you kind of through that, that trauma of uh, losing your, not only your brother and your sister, but now your father. So I, I am sorry that, that you, that you had to go through that. But let me ask you this, when it comes to your music, I mean, what drove you to kind of take that path in sharing the gospels through your music? Well, I started when I was about 13 or 14. I was in a boy's home. You know, I was just rapping about my life and, you know, the streets and drugs and just kind of what rappers rap about, you know. And so I've always had a love for music. I've always had a love for for rap. And when I was sitting in jail, I was about 21 years old, and I was sitting in jail, and I just started started reading the Bible, and I got saved. I still rap, but now it's like I can use this as a tool because – some people aren't going to go into a church, you know, like I was rapping and I started rapping in jail, you know, before I even knew who Lecrae was, before I knew who, uh, you know, before I knew anything about CHH. I yeah. didn't know, I didn't know about Lecrae. I didn't know about Kingdom Music or God Over Money or any of these, um, these ministries. I didn't know about, I didn't know about, I didn't even know CHH was a thing. Christian hip hop, I didn't know it was even existed. So I was just right. rapping. But I started rapping for Jesus. Like, let me just rap about Jesus. And that way I can go in the jail here at church and rap for the people at church, you know. And so I started writing songs that way. And just to reach those guys, you know, in a way that sometimes the preacher, you know, it's just some old white guy in there preaching word. And, you know, God's going to do what he does. But some of those guys are just there to sell drugs at, at in jail. Some of them are just there to politic and talk about uh, gang policies or whatever they're going to do and stuff. So. I can use this music as a tool to reach them. So that's how it mm. started. <laughs> that's 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 awesome. Now, did, was there a reach? I mean, did, were you successful in reach? I'm sure you were, but were you successful in really reaching those guys and resonating with them? Yeah, man. Uh, I remember the first time I rapped in jail, and it was a group of probably about 50 or 60 guys. And at the end of church, the guy goes, is there anybody in here that wants to share anything? You know, any questions, anything you want to share? And I was like, yeah. And I had this little rap that I wrote, and I had it folded up in my shirt pocket of, of my uh, my jail uniform. So I walk up there, I pull it out, 
I just opened up the paper and I started rapping it. <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, the whole crowd starts like clapping and stuff, man. They're all oh, cheering. that's cool. That's cool. So, that's yeah, it, cool. Was, it was awesome. And then they invited me like every time I was at church in jail, they were like, come on up here and rap, you know. And then anytime somebody would see me in jail, they'd be like, man, spit something for me. And they'd like throw me a bag of coffee or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so you, you, you were doing God's work in a place that, uh, you know, God can be lost, you know? Yeah, that's, that's sure. very cool. That's very cool. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're at a point in your life where you're really uh, making a difference. I'm really happy about that. And, 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 you know, I'd like to say I'm really proud of you, Dylan. You've come a long ways. You've went through a lot. And now you're kind of facing this new chapter of being a dad and you've got two young ones at home. I mean, gosh, that's got to keep, that's got to keep you and your wife's hands full, you know, two young ones. I can imagine that. I have two boys and they're both older. My youngest is 19. My oldest is 22. So they're both grown men now, but uh, I I miss those days of, of, kind of having those little ones running around so (laughs) it's just learning about life (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny my my wife had had sent off our old uh you know vhs tapes to get digitalized um and we just got them back i think it was er yeah it was earlier this week uh we just got them back so i started watching a few of them and i'm like man i miss those days where those guys were that little you know so I, I'm envious of you because you're, you're living it right now and, and you have such a huge impact on, I know we've talked about on people listening to your music and, and hearing you hearing you preach the gospel, but you have such a huge impact on those two young ones that you have under your roof. I mean, you have, you've been given a gift, right? You've been given a gift of God's children, right? Those are gifts to you. Those those children aren't yours technically. They're God's, yep. and He's given you this this permi- He's given you permission to raise them up into into powerful human beings. Yeah. So amen. take that role seriously, brother. Take it seriously because it's 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 not to be taken lightly. Amen. So let me ask you this: kind of, I mean, you are you are kind of fresh into that that role of fatherhood. How, how would you describe your parenting style if if someone were to ask you, you know? Tell me how you guys parent your kids. How would you describe you guys' parenting style? My wife, she grew up with two parents. You know, her parents are amazing. You know, her dad's a minister. He's also uh, the chief of police, and he's been a cop for a long time. You know, her mom has been a stay-at-home mom the whole time, and she really got to see, you know, family life, which I didn't, you know. Mm. She really got to grow up in a household with, you know, her family and her mom and her dad both being there and just – really wholesome, you know what I mean? And so she, man, she's just an awesome mom. She spends so much time with our kids. My daughter is not even two yet. She's about a a year, a little over a year and a half. And I mean, she can talk like she says everything that we say, like she can say (laughs) any word, she can repeat it. And she's so smart. I mean, it's just amazing the way that she is, man. And it's because my wife invests so much time with with them. We both invest yeah. a lot of time, but you know, I work and I do ministry and I travel and stuff. So she definitely spends a lot more time with them than I do. So it's just, um, I'm so thankful for her, you know, and then me, my household, you know, I grew up, you know, my parents were drug addicts, you know, and I grew up in foster care and, you know, I just, I, I, I just don't remember any really, I mean, I remember 
you know, a couple good times and stuff. But, I mean, I just remember a lot of bad times with my parents, you know, seeing right. them fight, seeing our house getting raided, seeing, you know, shooting up my dad when I was 12. You know, I shot up heroin in his hand and I missed the vein and uh, mm. made a big bubble in his hand because of the heroin. And, like, stuff like that is what I remember. So our parenting style is my parenting style. Her parenting style, you know, that's what her she's learned from her parents. And I'm learning from her to parent our children. But, like, I never had that, you know, I never really yeah. had that growing up. But God has been dealing with me for the, for seven years now. And so my parenting style is based on the way that God deals with me. And so there's a lot of grace. There's a lot of forgiveness. <laughs> you know, there's right. not a whole lot of real harsh condemnation and stuff like that. You know, it's just, but he does chastise those whom he loves as a father and the son in whom he delights. So, you know, I, we, we have to discipline our kids when they do wrong. And, um, you know, we want we don't want to shelter them from the world, but we want them to understand, you know, because we do a lot of street ministry. So we want them to understand this is why, you know, daddy used to be like this. And this is why we're not like this. And this is why we don't do those things. And so they're still really young right now, you know, and but, you know, we've talked about how we're going to parent our children. And, you know, and we just take a, the example from God, you know, the way that he deals with his children. So that's awesome. And say that that you kind of you kind of are, I guess, driven by the way that God teaches you or parents you, right? Uh, right. We we as parents, you know, we as parents don't don't really have. People say that we don't really have a, a a handbook on being a parent, and I've actually argued that point. I've said you actually do have a handbook. It's called the Bible, and yeah. in that Bible. In that Bible, there are so many scriptures that lead you to how to parent the gift that God has given you, that, those children that God has given you. So yep. the Bible is your handbook. And something you talked, you touched on that I, that I really like, you, you touched on grace. I, it's funny, I was on a call earlier today with a, with a group of, uh, you know, some of them are social workers and some of them are, um, uh, you know, guidance counselors and things like that. And I told them, I said, listen, as parents, it's our job to guide these kids do the best that we can, but we have to give ourselves some grace because we're not going to be perfect. We're not going to be, we're not going to be these perfect parents. There's only one person that's perfect and he's upstairs. So we have to, we have to give ourselves some grace. And as long as you own it, as long as you own the mistakes and the faults that you've had and you acknowledge those with your kids, you'll have so much of a better bond with them. It's incredible the magic that can happen just in giving yourself some grace. So I'm glad yeah. that your wife has got the, you know, has got the experience from her upbringing to guide these children. But it's your responsibility too, Dylan, as a dad, to make sure that you're guiding them based on, on God's word, right? Right, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, train them up in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's 100%. It says that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from them. And that's not talking about beating your kids, but it's talking about correcting them, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Now, kind of, I mean, obviously we're talking a lot about scripture and a lot about the gospel. I mean, you clearly lead a very spiritual life. How do you, I mean, your kids are young, but how do you teach your kids about Jesus? Well, we just try to lead by example. And, you know, right now, I mean, as soon as a worship song comes on, you'll see my daughter, she'll just throw her hand up and close her eyes and start worshiping because she sees us doing that, you know. That's awesome. I think you posted something about that, didn't you? Didn't you post something like that? Yeah, that's so cool. 
And, uh, you know, one of her first words was Jesus, you know? Mm. And so I think it was mama and then dada and then Jesus. (laughs) So, you know, we just try to lead by example, man. And, you know, they're still really young, but, you know, she knows who Jesus is already. She's not in two yet. And so just leading by example, man, you know, that's, that's all we can do because that's really important because you don't just want to take your kids to church on Sunday and then, you know, not live like Jesus the rest of the week, because, you know, if you do that, you're just, you're going to be raising up lukewarm believers, you know, and that is a huge problem. That's the leading cause of atheism is, you know, is church people who misrepresent Jesus. You know, the majority Mm -hmm. of people that I talk to, that I minister to that don't believe in God. They tell me they grew up in a Christian home. They grew up in a Baptist home. They grew up in a Pentecostal home, grew up in a Episcopalian home, whatever. And uh, a lot of times, man, people go to church on Sunday, but they don't truly live like Jesus. And so mm-hmm. it, it turns people away like, oh, this is just a belief. This, this isn't real. But we want to definitely live it out, man. And, and, and we think, you know, we live this out to the best of our ability that, you know, God's going to do the rest as far as, you know, winning our children for Christ. To live right. for him wholeheartedly. Absolutely, and and glad you brought that up. I mean, you can't you can't leave. Well, let's, let me start with this. You talked about it. Your kids are watching, right? Our our kids watch, and it doesn't matter. They're you're, you guys are leading by example because your kids watch. Your kids are watching regardless of their age, whether they're you know your daughter's age two, uh, one and a half years old, or you know my son's age twenty two. It doesn't matter the age. They're watching everything that we do and how we respond, how we react. So it's super important that we we lead by example. I grew up in a home that uh, didn't necessarily – my mom was raised Catholic and believes in God. My dad did not. Now, my dad grew up where he he was actually raised in a Catholic home, but he just didn't believe in God. And he believed there was something of a higher power there, but he didn't know what it was. And and so – we never went to church, Dylan. We never went to church. I didn't understand that. I used to have to go to church when I was a kid. I'd go to church with my aunt, with my aunt and my cousins. And I actually only went, and I remember, I actually only went because I wanted to hang out with my cousins. I went to, uh, you know, so I went to a Christian church. I went to a Catholic church. And then I hung out with, my, with a couple of my best friends who were Mormons. And I went to their church. But I went because I wanted to hang out with them. I didn't understand the impact that, you know, really leading a life of faith and leading through the Bible really has on you. And even going to church, I didn't understand that because I wasn't raised around it, right? And so when we had kids, that was really important to my wife. My wife wanted to make sure we were going to church and wanted to make sure that we were, we were reading scripture with the kid, wanted to make sure that we were praying with our kids. And I'll tell you an interesting story, Don, real quick. When gosh, I want to say this is about four years ago, five years ago, we were sitting in church one day and they said, Hey, we're going to do baptism day today. Anybody that wants to be baptized, just stand up. And something spoke to me, Dylan, something spoke to me because here's the thing. I've never been baptized in all my life, you know, going to these different churches. I was never baptized and something spoke to me and told me to stand up. I had both my kids there. They're teenagers both of them sitting there and I got up and I walked over and they had this big, you know, hot tub or tub kind of thing in the middle of the floor. And I said, I'm ready to give my life to the Lord. And my wife was amazed. She was shocked. She couldn't believe it, but it was just, it was such a huge, huge moment for me and something I'll never forget. 
And what was even, what made it even more powerful is that my kids saw it. My kids got to watch it. So they knew how much it meant to me. They knew it was in our heart. So it's just, uh, so when you share that leading by example, I mean, that's why I tell that story. It's just, it's so important. Absolutely. Now, kind of, uh, kind of goals as a dad, you know, how do you, you know, kind of the life that you had and the troubles that you went through, how do you, what kind of goals do you think you're going to have as a dad? Cause your kids are young. So you have a lot of nag- navigating to do through their lives, but how are you going to try to keep them, make them trust that you're going to, you're going to keep them safe and protect them through life? Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, you know, me growing up, I didn't have that example. My dad, I always kind of felt safe with my dad because he was just probably the meanest man in the world, honestly. Mm-hmm. And he always had a lot of guns. My dad was a, he was a gun runner. And so like, he was always, you know, supplying different, you know, gangs and drug dealers and stuff with guns. And so we always had a lot of guns and that, that kind of made me feel safe. Like my dad is like tough and my dad's hard. My dad will kill you basically, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't have that good parenting to learn from. And so mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still learning, you know, and like you said, grace, there's a lot of grace, man, because, right. you know, but, but my wife is, uh, she has helped me so much and just learning, you know, how to be a parent and just spending time with the kids and getting down on the floor and playing with them, you know, and I'm learning those things, man. I love doing that stuff. And it's like, I never had that growing up. So it's like, I'm having to learn it now, but man, I just thank God because, you know, look at what I came from and I'm like, wow, my house is stable. Like it's, you can tell that God has done a work here. So my goals, man, are just for my kids to know who Jesus is, you know, and, you know, for my kids to know that I love Jesus with everything in me and that, you know, I love them with everything in me, you know, just for them to, to know God, man, for them to know mm. Jesus, a genuine relationship with Jesus. I want them to, I want them to know the Lord. That's really it. man. I just want them yeah. to know the Lord because with that, you know, everything else just kind of falls into place. Another thing I'll say, too, is, you know, because um, we do a lot of street ministry. And so one way that they'll that I want them to understand that we'll keep them safe, you know, is because we're going to be out there and they're going to they're going to experience some of those things. I'm not going to take them to like the worst of the worst spots and stuff, obviously. But sometimes, you know, when we're out and, you know, there's a homeless guy on the, on the corner or something, you know, like we're going to stop and we're going to feed them and we're going to pray with them and stuff. And we're going to be able to show them like, this is, this is, you know, this guy might make some bad decisions, you know, and, and your daddy did too. And your mommy did too. But this is why we don't do those things. This is why, you know, and we can keep and, and, you know, just do the best that we can in that way. And to show them like, this is why we don't do drugs. This is why we don't drink alcohol. These are why we don't do these things. And all we can hope, man, is that, you know, our, our leading by example and us teaching them will keep them away from the wicked things in this world. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Ministry in any way is, is powerful. I mean, my, my younger son, uh, especially my younger son, he has done a couple different ministry. Um, he's been on a couple ministry trips where he's gone down to Mexico and built houses and painted and stuff like that. And it's just, it's so good that, that you get your kids involved in that stuff, obviously keeping them safe, you know, obviously we want to keep them safe, but getting them involved in that stuff, that's cool. If I were to ask your kids, tell me something about your dad, what would you what would you hope they would say about you? 
<laughs> and my dad loves Jesus. <laughs> That's easy one, my right? dad, my yeah, my dad loves Jesus, man. You know, and my dad loves us, and my my dad loves me, and my dad loves Jesus, and my dad loves my mom. You know. That's cool. And my dad loves people. You know, that's what I want them to see, and that's what I want them to, to say. <laughs> awesome. That's what I hope they would say, you know. Very cool. Dylan, look, if my listeners want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, kind of, I mean, check out your music, obviously. But where can they do that? What's the best place for them to do that? So it's just Dylan Loving, D-I-L-L-O-N-L-O-V-I-N-G, on all social media. And, um you can Google my name. You can find all my music on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, Spotify, uh, pretty much anywhere. And uh, you follow me anywhere, I, you know, TikTok. I just blew up on TikTok. I think you've seen some of my videos over there. And yeah. I'll be wow. posting all that stuff, mainly on my, probably on my Facebook and uh, Instagram is where you can follow me. Yeah. Very cool. And they can also look at uh, DylanLoving.com. Yeah, we'll make sure to put that in there for you. Awesome. Um, well, look, Dylan, uh, I'm, I'm certainly glad we connected. Um, I feel like I got a new brother, and uh, I appreciate appreciate you taking the time to kind of share your experiences, of not only in life, but about being a parent and being a, being a, a follower of Jesus. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day, brother. Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at data podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Dad Up.